Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio is a podcast created to seek the truth by interviewing researchers of the unknown. From the primitive areas of America to the wilds of other countries worldwide, we believe that the answer to the Bigfoot phenomenon and other high strange lies within the investigators pursuing these mysteries. Join me, Lauren Smith, as I delve into the experiences and methods of those questing for answers to things that most don't even know exist. Often witnesses themselves, they are knowers and seekers of the truth, just like you. Good morning, and welcome to Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. You're here with your hostess, Lauren Smith, and today I have a special treat for you guys. Uh, rather than doing my normal show on the Wednesday, I am adding a bonus show today, and I have Daniel Lee. He is a cryptid researcher from the UK, and the special thing about Daniel is that he is a 14-year-old cryptid researcher, and as you all know, when I got into this game, I was about his age or a little bit younger. And so whenever I went to have him on the podcast, I was immediately excited to have him on because if I could imagine interviewing myself at that age, um, I feel like he's more passionate about it than I was at that age, but I'm really excited to talk to him and talk about his passion that got him out in the woods to look for the unknown. Um, Also, as you know, I am a huge, huge advocate for getting the young people out in the woods, the little footers, the next generation, and training them upright. Um, this little, this young man, he's not little, this young man already has the passion. He just needs guidance. And for that, he started the Mythical Legends podcast. And so he brings people on who have experience and have the expertise so that he can learn how to research cryptids in his own area. So without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Be sure to hit that subscribe and notification button so you don't miss any other shows and be sure to go check out his podcast. Okay. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing today? Good day, you. Perfect. It's, it's, you know, like we already discussed, it's just absolutely miserable and hot here and you have the exact opposite problem over there right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, we chatted before the show because, as I told you, I abs- I absolutely could not wait to go live. I had questions before the show and wanted to just, um, I'm just so excited to have you on. So, like I said, I started this when I was like 13 or 14 years old. Um, I was brought into it with my mom. And whereas I was excited about it, I was not passionate about it like you are. And I think that, like, you're already starting out on the right foot. And I'm so excited for you. I think that there are some great resources to lend you their expertise, which you are having on your podcast. So that's amazing. Okay, so how did you get into this? So I I, I began um, watching Expedition Bigfoot with my gramps. And I, I got interested into the fact of, is this real? Is this not? Is this not real? And at the at this point, this was a TV show for me, mm-hmm. and and it was a let. Uh, it, it's a bit of fun for 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 us to watch, and then and then we got excited about the next season, um, and then when the next season came out, my cousin came to me and went, "Do you want to do an expedition in our?" forest i went definitely let's go for it and but because we're not used to the to bigfoot in the uk we started off with um deer and and searching for deer and so we when we went out we we had a great time um and we were searching and when we returned from that expedition I said to my nan, my cousin, my sister, what if the chance Bigfoot is out there? And and they went, nah, it, it's it's not it's not po- it's not possible. I'm like, well, how how do we know that for certain? 
Um, I'll start. I'll start to ask those sorts of um, questions, and then I started to go right. I want to get out there more. I want to search more, um, and still look for deer, but 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 just have the experience. So we did four or five um, episodes until we realised right now. Now, now we're ready for a change. Now we're ready to to do something else, mm-hmm. um, and we we got we got together, and my dad helped, and I I said to learn more about this. Why don't I start uh, mythical legends, and 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 that's how it's grown from there, and and now here today. That that that's how it's grown. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, you know, I, I told you, I give a presentation here in the States over um, Little Footers, the next generation, bringing up the next generation in this. Um, and half of my presentation is um, Bigfoot related, but mostly it's getting younger people outdoors in general, um, teaching them to learn the wildlife in their area, to learn the plants and everything in their area, the flora and fauna of their area, but also teaching them to um, collect data and to collect evidence. Um, And I I give resources on uh, what, where you can go to kind of learn about the, learn about plants, rocks, to learn about the wildlife in your area, learn about wildlife sounds. But, um, getting getting young people outdoors is kind of half the battle um and you can use bigfoot as like a lure to get them out you know or you can just um like you you expedition deer you know that you have deer there and so you said well let's go find them let's go look and study their habits study you know see how many we can see and what they're doing what they're eating um something that you know you can grow off of that is uh bigfoot eats deer, right? We think they eat deer. We think that they, you know, so then you start looking at, can this habitat support Bigfoot? And as you found, it can. So then you start looking for evidence and you start looking for all of that kind of stuff. And you have found evidence over there. Um, And I think that's phenomenal that you went out based on this, you took their practices and you were like, okay, well, let's go find something we know is here. You did that. And then it led you to I think we found something that we know is not supposed to be here. And that's phenomenal. Like, I'm so excited for you. And I'm really thankful that your dad helped you start the podcast and get everything going. So now you can talk to people who have had experiences, get that expertise and take your research to the next level. Um, As we discussed, you know, they're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to have Bigfoot in the UK. Um, Or, you know, the Irish Bigfoot Research Organization. They're not supposed to have Bigfoot there, but yet they have evidence, they've had sightings, they have a documentary about it. And then they also have a big cat um, thing that they cover. Um, And then also Andy McGrath, he has one that he covers over big cats and other mythical creatures that aren't supposed to exist. Um, So I think that you're doing a great job finding evidence to support something that's not supposed to be there and bringing that to the masses with your podcast. That's fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, we have um, we have a few people in the chat now, and they are um, really excited for you. Uh, they're they're getting getting uh, you know that this is you're fascinating. I think it is fascinating that you've gone out and done this. Um, so before Expedition Bigfoot, have you had you really heard of Bigfoot? Um, I I I heard it here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I I I never really had a thought um it was only again until my gramps had it on in tv i i never really thought about it Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i i I didn't i didn't hear of any of the sightings because i i didn't research it i didn't and this was about a year and a half ago where I, I I didn't even have a clue what was right. out there. And now a year and a half later, I now have my own podcast and doing my expeditions. That's amazing. So um, I know that you're looking for Bigfoot and other cryptids as well. Um, what are some of the other cryptids that you're kind of keeping an eye out for or studying up on? So uh, 
the aim of like the expedition I've just been on was for the big cat mm-hmm. um, that we supposedly have here. Um, I've done a few podcasts on um, ghosts, UFOs, and um, my dad ha- had an experience with UFOs, and it's 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 something that I c- keep an eye on, mm-hmm. but I I stay on the Bigfoot side only right. because I know a bit more, but I'm not I'm not passing it through I, I i still i still think about it it's just at the back at the back of my head welcome to night callers archives before night callers became a vidcast on youtube and facebook it was a live call-in show on blog talk radio we did things a little differently back then it was a different time in the bigfoot world there were only a few podcasts and bigfoot was still taboo to talk about We didn't have the TV shows, hundreds of Bigfoot groups and conferences, or funny memes that we have now. They were different times, folks. We've had many amazing hosts and knowledgeable guests over the years that helped get the Bigfoot community to where it is now. We hope you enjoy these older shows, as they are a phenomenal source of information and good times. If you hear a guest or host that you would love to see back on the current Nightcallers, please drop a comment. Enjoy the show! So my uh, just so you know, my my mom was into the paranormal and UFOs as well before she brought me into the Bigfoot thing. So um, I guess it's easier for me to believe in the paranormal and UFOs than Bigfoot um, at first until I started, you know, having experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we have a question from the chat. Craig Barnett wants to know, has Daniel interviewed anyone on his podcast? He sure has. He's interviewed quite a few people. I'll let you speak to that. But uh, one is Jeff Veldrum, actually. I saw that you had on. Yeah, I uh, that 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 was the most incredible interview I I've had. I think uh, they mm-hmm. will be incredible. But Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum was probably the most interesting um, and um, amazing person to speak to because he's. In my opinion, he is the leading scientist in in the Bigfoot mystery, and that's in my opinion. I'm not sure if that's right, but <laughs> he he's so scientific, and he mm-hmm. he does have an open mind, but he then has the the skeptical mind on his head as well, and right. he does he does such a great job and he's actually had his own experiences from himself. And I think yes. that's, um, that's amazing. Yeah. That he's, so he is one of, um, he's one of our, uh, more premier scientists over here. Um, he, his name is kind of synonymous with, um, with the scientific aspect of it. And, and one of the people that we go to, um, anyone that has, um, you know, especially footprints and stuff like that. We want to go to him to have have him verify it. And so he's one of our experts over here for sure. So I am so glad that you had him on your podcast and that you were able to learn from him um, because he's he's phenomenal. Yeah. He, and and he is, de- he is definitely one of the interesting scientists of the Bigfoot mystery. Oh, definitely. I mean, we have quite a few over here. We actually have um, more scientists over here that aren't as well known, more researchers that aren't as well known um, that, you know, are just font of information. Like you could just learn so much from them. Um, And a lot of them are just not, they're not the ones speaking at conferences and they're not the ones on Discovery Channel. You know, they are... um, the ones that are out in the field doing this and and have like maybe a small YouTube channel about it or something like that. And so we have quite a few amazing people over here. Um, another, another question from the chat. What skills do you have that makes you good at exploring these phenomenons that could support others? So my, I, I have autism which which can help me anything that i i have an idea on 
I will follow without a shout of a doubt. I will follow it whether whether it's the worst idea or or the best idea. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that helps with some some things, but then I ha I also have a good knowledge um which which can help as well um i and i think the autism helps with it mm-hmm. um i don't i think it's the best thing for um memory and knowledge um but not for anxiety and uh, and right. stuff like that right all right i'm gonna switch you to your other camera real quick okay 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 all right huge thank you to dad for coming in and rescuing that that image that's amazing okay so we have you back and um so i think you know over here in the states especially um autism awareness is a very big thing over here and so um you know just in my um, in my journey as a mother, I have learned, um, how, because my son has ADHD and sensory processing disorder. And so, um, a lot of those, especially sensory processing disorder, it, it mirrors, um, a lot of, um, things that are going to come along with autism. And so I've learned so much about it and I've learned that it's almost, it has its silver lining, it, which is what you're speaking to. It has the silver lining of um, intense focus and being able to, everything's a puzzle. Like you, you see it as a puzzle that has to be solved. Um, so I think that's phenomenal. And so whenever you decided to go out, what, what kind of research did you do on like what you needed to bring and how you were going to document? And did you have kind of an idea of what you were going to, how you were going to go about that? So I'm one for if if I think I need it, I will take it. <laughs> yeah, me <And> too. <laughs> I think uh, to beginning of the sharp start of um, Expedition Deer, I took everything under the sun. Whether the expedition that I did this morning, I take a, a professional photo camera. And I also take a video camera, and the main uh, two that I use. I also have a tripod which I use for um, stabilizing, and it's actually been quite good. Uh, I've caught quite quite a few deer on camera, and um, I also take obviously plaster of Paris. I've been experimenting with um and i do i just take the things that i think i need now mm-hmm. um that will be ideal for exploring that's amazing um you know it's it's hard um because over here you know to each their own so i know one researcher that has um all the high end gadgets but his most valued piece of equipment is a notepad and a pen because he likes to jot down. If he hears something, he'll jot it down in the time. And, um, or if he sees something and he documents all of his findings on a notepad and pen. Now I do that, but with my iPhone, I use my notepad app and I just, you know, type in real quick. Cause I usually have my phone. I have the Merlin bird ID app. And so I will record and it lets you know what the sounds you're hearing, um, what kind of bird it is. And I've had a lot of instances where I've recorded and there's the sound I'm hearing sounds somewhat like a bird, but the Merlin bird ID app will not identify it as a bird. So, um, but I always have my phone out with that app. And um, so I just started using my notepad app. Um, <clears throat> so I think it's kind of tailored to how your brain works and how you research. Um, you know, some people are more tactile and some people are more technological and visual. And so um, I think that's great. I think though i think the only thing that that um you know i would say you need um 
up until a few weeks ago, you you had uh, Mike Ann from Tactical Bigfoot Research. He had you on the show, right? And up until then, I would say the thing that I find that most people regret not bringing is like foot casting material until Mike came on my show and he's like, oh, I use an app for that. He's like, there's an app that scans the dimensions of a track. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't even have to carry around casting material. So, um, you know, that's the one thing that I know that so many people have regretted not bringing. And now there's an app for that too, of course. I mean, if there was an app to find Bigfoot, that we'd all be out of a job. <laughs> um, all right. We've got another question. Um, Sharon is from Shropshire, Shropshire, Shropshire. I don't know if you know where that is. Um, she said, from Daniel's findings, where in the UK are the most sightings? So I I cover Somerset um, in the Quantock Forests. And I would say probably Scotland, from my research, is the most high sightings place um throughout all my research in the uk mm-hmm. um i would say i possibly have found something down here in somerset i can't say i have um until i can i can prove it prove it um i possibly up north like north um but from my research it's scotland is the main place okay um i i before the show i told uh daniel that i was going to get him in touch with another cryptid researcher from the uk and um, i know that he has done extensive and exhaustive research on sightings and kind of um gathering that data and so we're gonna put daniel in touch with him and so he can actually he's gonna be able to expand his knowledge of cryptid uk's exponentially so i'm i'm really eager for you to get in touch with him i think that i i think that's gonna be an amazing mashup like you two y'all are gonna take over the uk with your with your uh podcasts um jim barnett would like to know where do you see yourself in five years I, yeah, I I could see myself doing it as a, as a hobby right now. Um, and really involved in it. I, yeah. I would possibly see myself as a self and possibly send off my findings. Um, mm-hmm. Go. Okay. Um, I I could see myself being some of the scientists um, in the future if I bigfoot researching. Um, it could be that I veer off a cryptid. I don't know yet. I I. I haven't made my I should do yet because right now it's interested me all. It, it, they are all to me. Um, but I think, I think Bigfoot will be the leading choice for me. <clears throat> um, Daniel, I just want you to know that you are getting more questions in this chat than any other guest I've ever had on. Like everyone is just so fascinated to have you on. They're so excited. Um, so uh, Jason King, he is from Texas here and he wants to know how about the big cats seen across your country? Have you um, have you looked into a lot of those reports? I know that you've probably heard about that before uh, you went out. So I looked into um that was that was cited in like Gloucester, uh Cornwall. It hasn't been spotted in in the quantum. Um, but I it, it seems to be it's um the carrier. They haven't been seen 
in multiples yet. They've been seen in one, um, and and I'm trying, I'm trying to research why that, why why they are going in groups of one, but I, I'm not sure they've been seen over one yet. I think that we have the same here. Um, You know, we're not supposed to have like Black Panthers and such here, but we do. Um, We're actually not even supposed to have down in Texas. I think um, there's big cats that we're not supposed to have there, but they're like, oh, yeah, no, we don't have those. And we're like, but we've seen them. So, I mean, um, that's just how it goes. From Craig, does Daniel look into any other cryptids? Um, look um, into UFOs. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm really interested by by them because the relation to Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm like I I I I can't make my decision on what I think yeah but I think out with any other UFOs that I research right yeah um I mean the other unknown that I mean there's a ton of sightings and evidence to support that too so um I actually have you know, that used to be one of my standard questions to ask experienced researchers is, um, have you had a UFO experience and have you had a UFO experience while having a Bigfoot experience? Because I do know people who have had both. Um, so, uh, that, I mean, that is a viable, um, research avenue. Absolutely. All right. Um, have you read or heard anything about any other fascinating creatures out where you are? We we've had a small beast, which is, I think, a cat. Um, it it seems to be our Bigfoot to you guys. That that we hear more about the actual beast than we do, and it seems to be that uh, we we have a place called. Exmoor, where cat-like thing is is is, is being um, found. I I I haven't done as much research into it, mm-hmm. but it's a fascination of of a lot of people over here in in Southwest, an hour hour and a half down the road from where this cryptid is amazing um but i want i i want to explore and 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 that and that's a lot to cover um yeah but i'm i'm gonna and i know him what i find um team um that i go out with yeah is like let's just go a bird of prey um if we and thus possible bigfoot prints I, I don't know but that's our local um one here gotcha um so you guys just fyi real quick i'm gonna throw in um so daniel did start his own podcast over um kind of the research he does but also uh to have other um people on that can lend their experiences and expertise so um so we have you can listen to those on spotify apple podcast and amazon music just want to add that in there real quick before we jump over let's see if we can <laughs> Hold on, Dad's coming in clutch. Thank you, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Awesome. 
Lego. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, amazing. Gosh, I wish I had that kind of help whenever I'm doing my podcast and I get like glitchy and stuff. I just have to text my mom and just be like, hey, uh, pray for the show because like it's not going well. There's glitches. There's, you know, <laughs> so um, it would be nice to have someone come in and be like, here's your alternate equipment. <laughs> You've got a great support team. And that's something that I was going to talk about is that um, so you and your cousin do this, right? He's your research partner which my mom is my research partner. So I, I've had a great support team um, when I go out. But so you have a great support team. Your dad supports you. Your sister supports you. Um, sounds like your nan supports you because she went with you today, right? Very much, yes. That's That's phenomenal. And so tell me about your expedition today that you had. So um, the expedition today, we were going to do a three-day expedition split over the course of um, a week and um because obviously we don't have the facility to stay overnight so we um for three days um and today was part two and we um on thursday was we went and we explored and we actually found these deep impressions and it was actually my nan who looked over and went what's that and mm -hmm. and I turned around and went, I had no idea. And we, for a minute and a half, no words came out. It was lit. You froze on me. <laughs> I feel like that's about right. Like, it, he gets to the good part and it would freeze. Um, all right, let's see if I can bring him off and then back on real quick. Let him unfreeze over there. Um, as you guys know, uh, technology is not always friendly. Um, some, like I've had a, a, a guest in Hawaii that I had absolute misery trying to keep him on. Um, you know, okay, he dropped off. He'll be right back. Um, okay, hold on. There we go. Okay, he's back. All right, hold on. Dad to the rescue again. Hi. You got to the good part and then you went away and it was so sad. Um, okay, so you uh, you found a track, a possible track, and um, I think you froze again. <laughs> nope, there you are. I'm in. Okay, tell Thank me you. about this track because I think you said the size was what really stood out to you as it made it being something uh, non-human and special. So when when we were stood um, stood over this track, um, I had a ruler in my bag, Good. and we got um, the ruler out, and my ruler is thirty centimeters, and it was way over that. So we 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 went back home, and we got the tape measure. And it measured to be about eighteen inches, and um, and we both looked at each other and went, "Why is this in the middle of the forest?" Yeah, and it's eighteen inches, mm -hmm. um, and we measured depth, and it was uh, three centimeters in depth, and it was it was really really large track, and we we saw this game trail going through, and we spent hours going up that game trail and we kept finding these flat spots where where it might have stood yeah. and at the beginning we were saying it's just an indentation until until i went home and researched it and a, a lot of uh the scientists um were saying it looks pretty real it, it, mm -hmm. it looks and the thing is here we don't have hoaxes in because not many people mm -hmm. in the uk um would think to go up to the forest and and hoax a big footprint right. now i still can't say personally that it's a big footprint mm -hmm. but i can say for definite that it wasn't a human that made this whether it was right. Uh, the natural 
um, things that made it, or but I can tell you, I can tell you for definite that that was not human. Right. And so um, just for everyone out there, we discussed before the show, um, Daniel is, he's very skeptical. Um, he is uh, passionate about the Bigfoot phenomenon. And he, of course, wants to believe that they're real. He wants to go find these things, but he is also very skeptical. So um, just so you guys know, he is not um, just due to his age, you know, he is not blindly going out there thinking that everything is Bigfoot. He does his due diligence and he's very skeptical about it. So, um, I just want to throw that out there, um, because we had talked about it before and we hadn't brought that up yet. Um, well, I think that's, that's amazing, uh, that you found that in that kind of, uh, I don't know about for you, but for me, whenever I find things like that, it lights a fire under me and I get even more excited and it makes me want to go yeah. right back out. Um, so we had another question. Um, Jim Barnett wants to know, um, she's, or he or she, uh, is wondering how would you capture what's happening at nighttime? So have you, have you done any night expeditions or anything? So I'm, I'm still, as I'm still 14, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the dark and I'm <laughs> and I'm gonna Absolutely say that and, and my nan isn't isn't the best fan of the dark. Yeah. But I I invested in um two trail cameras. Okay. And I have actually left them up there now. Um and I've put one in front of where the footprints and one where we found some other things going on and that's I think the way that we're going to capture it at the moment if mm-hmm. when when we evolve and we can and we can afford to do to do overnight we'll, we'll do it but right. I think right now we're, we're up early and we're there for the majority of the day uh, researching mm-hmm. and then for the night watch we put trail cams up and mm-hmm. and, stuff, and stuff like that okay awesome um i mean the trail cams for sure but also just audio recorders um the olympic project they do a long-term audio recorder that they uh kind of leave out there for a long time and then they go back and review all that audio so that might be something as well to um but you know until you can get out there to do a night expedition and you know a night expedition does not guarantee activity as your dog coming in yeah. <laughs> he wants to see um either that or you have a ghost which is great for this show i mean you have paranormal activity right there um yeah. but i think that uh i think you're doing great with what you have and what you can do right now um so um now, uh, Jason King had a great question, and I, I don't think I've ever had this uh, question answered about the UK um, Bigfoot phenomenon. Um, in your reports that you have, um, if you have read reports in that area, are the creatures flat-faced or do they have a snout? Have you heard of any snouted Bigfoot over there? Just repeat that question. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so are your creatures over there, the Bigfoot creatures specifically, are they flat faced or do they, have you heard of any with a snout? So I've been speaking to some Bigfoot witnesses and um, Bigfoot investigators. And there's one, Deborah Hatswell, who, who knows a lot about the UK Bigfoot. I... Um, I'm being completely honest. I'm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I. I do know that they're not like yours in America. We we have a s- slightly different species, and and I'm currently researching it right now on mm-hmm. on what what is the UK's species Bigfoot right. then? What, right. what 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 do we have? What what features does it have? Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I, I will be really, really interested to know when and what this creature is in the UK. Right, right absolutely. Um, do you, it just 
just how you feel right now, because here in about 10 years, I'm going to have you back on the show when you're a world, like an internationally known cryptid hunter and you have like have had your own shows on Discovery Channel and such. I'm going to have you back on and I'm going to refer to the show and say, remember when I first had you on, Daniel, you said that you thought Bigfoot might be such and such. How do you feel now? So I want you to answer. Um when you have watched Expedition Bigfoot, when you've done the research you have, when you've talked to Dr. Jeff Meldrum and other researchers, do you do you think they're paranormal uh, related or do you think that they're a flesh and blood creature? That's, that's a really, one. that's a really amazing question. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm split between that one. I can... Mm -hmm. I can say maybe these creatures have evolved before we have. Um, and it's like on Expedition Bigfoot, uh, the invisibility, um, when they went into the science lab, they actually said that we've actually confirmed invisibility. Um, so that may that made me think, well, if we've confirmed it, who says that a creature out there couldn't? do it before us mm -hmm. i don't personally think that they are this ghost um i don't i don't personally think that it, it's a um a portal i i i, I think it is a flesh and blood creature that possibly could do the odd sort of thing that we don't um we don't understand and and that doesn't bode well me i like to know the answer and i like mm -hmm. to whether with this i have no idea what this creature could be could be capable of mm -hmm. absolutely i think that you know we talk about um the men who stare at goats and and other uh government related things that we've done that um the people that can access that 10 percent of the brain that note that other normal people cannot access i think you know this creature has adapted over the years and they're first of all to me they're smart enough to stay away from humans for the most part so i feel like they're very sentient obviously um and you know if if um if a creature let's just say a human if they were primitive and they stayed away from mankind civilization technology and adapted over the years to survive um like our native americans over here um they hunted they hid um native americans here so I, i've spoke to quite a few of my native american friends and um they've explained how movement is the only thing that would give you away in the woods otherwise you could stand there and no one would see you they would walk right by you um tracking hunting um using herbs to survive using different um primitive methods to survive these things they're wood wise yeah they can survive without all that but to me also they haven't had their their higher brain function hasn't been limited by technology medication and um, all of the things that we have that we don't have to use those to survive anymore. And these things do. So whereas we think them being able to, you know, simply kind of fade into the background and disappear, we being us, we're like, oh, well, of course they have to have superpowers. And I'm like, I mean, if camouflaging is a superpower, you know, um, I'm not saying that they couldn't be paranormal. I'm not saying that maybe they couldn't have some paranormal abilities. But I think that we don't quite give enough thought to they aren't us um, and they aren't um, they aren't uh, normal woodland creatures either. Like they are a sentient being that has access to their primitive faculties that we lost access to a long time ago. Um, whenever we invented fire and the wheel, yeah, we were done. We lost all that. We lost all the good stuff that, you know, can keep us alive and has kept us alive since the dawn of time. So um, I think that my advice to you would be um, keep an open mind, which it sounds like you do. You have a great open mind, um, but uh, try to find the science to support whatever you're researching also. Um, but I know that, you know, there's a lot of people that are just so 
um, focused on flesh and blood that they will not even open their mind to the fact that these creatures might be capable of something outside of the human wheelhouse. They're not humans. So we do have to have a little bit of an open mind. The thing and the thing that gets me is why haven't we got a picture of this creature? Why? Yes. And that 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 gives me the indication possibly to back up what 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 you're saying that possibly that this creature could have abilities that maybe we don't understand and that 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 is one of the main questions for me is why haven't we got the perfect image nowadays when 50 odd year, years ago we got the Patterson Gibbon film mm-hmm. and it's still being analyzed now where why haven't with the amazing technology that we've got now why mm-hmm. why why haven't we got a photo which is why i think maybe that will open the possibility of yeah that paranormal element maybe so um you know you just have to kind of keep an open mind um but keep uh keep an open mind but also stay skeptical also um i think you're doing great like you said you went out into the woods today um to take a trek out in the woods go on a little bit of an expedition uh but you kept an open mind the whole time you were out there but you stayed grounded um you have to have that even mix And I tell people uh, when you get tunnel vision that you um, think that they are a certain thing and they do this a certain way. When you get that tunnel vision, you kind of miss out on possible other evidence and facts that could solve the mystery for you. Um, So you you do have to keep an open mind. Absolutely. I think that's going to be your greatest uh, superpower when you're out in the woods specifically um, being in the UK where you don't have Bigfoot. We don't have big cats. We don't have anything except, you know, like the Loch Ness Monster. That's all you'll have, obviously. So um, I think that it's fantastic that you're out looking for this stuff and that you're you're so passionate about it. That's amazing to me. Like, I think you're a phenomenal person. I have been sitting here listening to you this whole time, and I'm sure I have this, like, super loving mama bear look on my face, but it's just I am so proud of you, and I'm so stoked that you're getting out and doing this in your area. And I know that we do have young people here who are doing it, but um, your passion has launched you out starting these expeditions, gathering this intel and information, and then starting a podcast about it. Like that's just, I'm very proud of you. I'm having Mm -hmm. like a super mama bear moment over here being proud. Um, And also just, you know, coming from this, I grew up in this my entire life. And so feels good to know that there are other young people that are passionate about this. Um, all right. A few more questions, guys, and then uh, we'll start getting ready to let Daniel get on with his day. Um, it's almost six there. And, uh, but um, what, so what, uh, what are your, what are your plans for um, like, let's say the next year, like, are, do you have any, anything special planned or just continuing your research? Like what are your goals that you have lined out? So I, I, as a separate hobby, I, um, I also make films with my um, nan as well. And Mm -hmm. I plan to possibly make a Bigfoot film with her and, and possibly, add some cool facts in there and and that would link in with the expeditions eventually i want to get a bit further um than the contact kills uh, as in the contact kills is quite massive um mm-hmm. but i want to start going a bit further if if i was going to continue with the same mystery I could move on to U- UFOs or the mm-hmm. actual beasts that we have, um, but I that that is my plan for the next year or so is to continue with the layout that I'm going with now, continue with the podcast, and the podcast educates me for then the expedition that then we can relay those those ideas facts onto our own research and own work that that we do. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, getting into filmmaking and documentaries and all that. Like, I, I feel like that for some people, it goes hand in hand with the research. Um, if you have that aptitude, if you have the the skills and kind of how your brain works to make those films and, and document that process, I think that that's an amazing tool to use. Um, kind of goes along with um, the notepad and notepaper. You know, if, if, like I said, like if you have a GoPro on you or something and you can document that process, that's an amazing tool for research also. Um, yes. Um, so David would like to know, what is your favorite cryptid? I would be torn between UFOs and Bigfoot. If mm -hmm. I was going to pick on the spot... I think I would pick Bigfoot because it's such an o wide world thing, um, and the fact the fact that what, what I had in my mind when I was going out this morning was, what if together as a team with all the researchers in the UK and it's very few um, that we eventually got and kind of got the evidence that you guys do in mm -hmm. America and all and all across the world because that would be an amazing step for us here here in the UK. Um, but that 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 that's that's I think Bigfoot would be the one for me. That's awesome. Um, so you're fourteen. Um, we have all these older people that are out doing the things. We have, you know, well-known researchers who are older. For people your age, what is your best advice for them to get into this? Um, again, my <laughs> advice would be would would be to maybe take take a walk out in the forest and see and see what and and just see what you see. It, it's it's what it's what I did th this morning and it's what I will continue to do with my team and I will um or just watch TV about Bigfoot because mm -hmm. you'll 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 learn you'll learn either way it's um it's how I learn it's it's how I got into this mm -hmm. um and with watching at expedition Bigfoot I learn something every time I watch it. I, I'm one for once I found the program that I like, I will watch it over and over again until, mm -hmm. until I move on. So I learned so much from 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 Expedition Bigfoot. I had enough knowledge to be able to start the the expedition and to be able to start the podcast. So yeah. Take a walk out in the forest, um, and do and just see what you see. If you see a bird, you see see a bird. If you see something that you think is Bigfoot, you think it's Bigfoot. Um, just don't let your imagination start to to take over your whole whole thing. Right. Be be led by what by what you know. Absolutely. That's a fantastic answer. Fantastic. That's exactly what um, you made me proud with that answer because uh, you do in order to find Bigfoot or if you're interested in the unknown or anything like that, you do have to go outside, um, get out and get into nature and see what you see. Um, I, you answered it perfectly. There's nothing I could add to that. Like it's perfect. Um, all right. So uh, I think think we could probably take one more question and then I'm gonna go ahead and call it. And so um, let's see. Um, we have, let me see. Uh, so your podcast, um, you've had a pretty great lineup. Um, I know that, you know, like I said, you guys can follow on Spotify, Apple podcast and Amazon music. Um, you guys go subscribe and like his podcast, go comment, um, positive reviews if you did enjoy it. Um, you guys definitely support him, get him kind of out there because the more we get him out there, the more um, resources he can get to find cryptids in his area. 
So Jim Barnett wants to know, uh, who else do you have coming up on your podcast? If you don't mind sharing a little bit of your lineup. So I, I will say how many I've got in the next few weeks. I've got 22 in the next oh five goodness. weeks. Daniel, that's phenomenal. Like, I'm yeah. so proud of you. I will tell you guys this, this young man is tenacious. Um, so whenever uh, we first linked up, Amy Boo put us in touch and I was so excited to have him on like immediately, if not sooner, we were actually going to do a collaboration between his dad and him and my mom and me, because we're, you know, um, it, it just kind of resonated with me that we all researched and uh, as young people. And so um, around that time, my son had an accident and had a very bad head injury and had to have emergency surgery. And so Daniel was so patient. He's like, okay, you know, let's reschedule. And then um, shortly after, I think we were getting him scheduled um, and, and Daniel kept reaching out. Is everything okay? You know, um, do we need to reschedule? Can we reschedule now? Um, shortly after that, my son had another head injury when we were hiking actually and um, had to have stitches. And so Daniel has been so patient, but he's also been um, very consistent in reaching out. So you guys, this young man is tenacious. He is passionate about this. He wants to tell the world about what he's got going on, but he also wants to gain information from the world. So you guys definitely go follow him, follow his podcast. He posts actually like whenever he does go out and uh, goes on his expeditions, he posts pictures from it of things. And he isn't posting these to say this is a Bigfoot print. He is posting to share what he found, what it could possibly be, but he wants to hear from you kindly he wants to hear um feedback he wants you know to hear your your expertise um or you know any advice or uh support so i just want you guys to support him as much as you can um again you can listen to mythical legends podcast on spotify apple podcast and amazon music um if you go to his uh facebook page for mythical legends podcast or um, you have you have your Facebook page for that. Um, you guys can find all of those episodes there, including the uh, Jeff Meldrum episode. So, um, so with that, I think we are going to uh, call it a show. And um, if you guys have any other questions, you can always reach out to him. So, um, thank you so much for coming on today, Daniel. You've been amazing. Um, very well worth the wait. And thank you for being so patient with me getting you on. Thanks, and I, um, I cannot wait to collaborate with you in the future. I wish you well. And I cannot wait to have you back on in 10 years when you're a celebrity filmmaker <laughs> and documentarian. And um, I, I'm going to put you in touch with a few people that I think I think would, would do great much. to further your research as well as your filmmaking. Because... Um, I, I know a lot of good filmmakers as well. So thank you yeah. so much for coming on. Good luck with your podcast and your research. Please keep in touch. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Thank you, Daniel. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know that it was kind of a weird um, time frame on a Sunday, but, you know, I, I, I like to accommodate my guests if I possibly can. Um, Daniel is a phenomenal young man. As you guys heard in the beginning of the show and all through the show, I am a huge advocate for having our younger people out in the woods, um, little footers. They're the next generation, and we have a duty to teach these kids the right way to do it and support them in coming up and make sure that they know that um, we support them and to not belittle them or keep them at home because it's not safe. Um, teach them the safe way to go out in the woods, teach them the safe way to Bigfoot. Um, you know, I don't advocate tying a stake around their neck and leaving them out in the field as bait. I, I would rather us take them out hiking during the day. And like Daniel said, just get out in the woods, get out in nature, learn as much as you can about your surroundings um, and maybe find Bigfoot along the way. So thank you guys for being here today please go like and follow his podcast because he is a phenomenal young man and he's got big things going. I'm very, very impressed with my chat today. Um, you guys were so wonderful. Y'all had amazing questions and support and love for him and I am here for it. So thank you all for being here. Um, we have the archive, Nightcrawler's archives going up every other Wednesday. On the Wednesdays, I don't have those. I have a live show. So 
please be sure to hit the subscribe button because I've noticed that uh, a lot of you are not subscribed to my channel actually, and um, hit the notification bell so you don't miss when I do put everything out when I do, because life. Um, thank you. Stay safe, be kind, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio is a Nightcaller's production, created and hosted by me, Lauren Smith. If you'd like to support the show further, you can share episodes with other believers and seekers of the truth. Leave a positive review or subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. We also have merch. Visit the links on our Instagram and Facebook pages to check it out. Stay safe, be kind, and I'll see y'all next time.